It's more than just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. Hey, welcome back. We're here for episode 20, 20 of, of Off Center with Tony Reed. Chad Evans. Yeah, here I am again. Still here. Yeah, well, listen, I appreciate it's, it. It's the least that I can do. <laughs> the least that I, I can agree. do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's what I would have saved. No, that's oh, fair. I get it. Okay. That's like the slam dunk. All right. Speaking of slam dunks, we're going to interview one of the key members of those electric early 90s Orlando Magic teams, shooting guard Nick yeah. Anderson. This interview actually appeared uh, on Sports Collectors Daily, our, our website I contribute to recently. Uh, Nick Anderson was a standout in the hardwood from an early age. The shooting guard was named Mr. Illinois Basketball after mm. leading Simeon, the classic, the iconic Simeon Career Academy to the city championship and USA Today National Championship ranking in 1986. He was a McDonald's All-American. Mr. Basketball went to the University of Illinois, and he was leading the Flying Illini to the Final Four. Yes, that was what they dubbed them back what then. What year was that? 91. Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Oof. He made history when he was selected in the first round with the 11th overall pick by the expansion Orlando Magic in 1989, excuse me. <sighs> so he was the first pick in the history of the Orlando Magic organization. Pretty cool little known fact. He was the very first pick. We'll of the take Orlando that Magic. guy. Yep. That's a pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. Uh, uh, Not fact. many people get to have that. No. That's pretty neat. He was a consistent scorer and starter for the yeah. up-and-coming Magic teams, and in subsequent years, when they added the likes of Shaquille O'Neal and Penny Hardaway through the draft, they became one of the most exciting young teams in the league, of course. I was a Bulls fan, but man, you had to love but those they, Magic their, teams. their uniforms yeah. and their vibe Everything. and the yep. culture. Everything. And Nick Anderson, he was always that guy that would be like, you can always count on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. man. It was, it was good times. Like I said, I was... You couldn't you couldn't talk me out of being a Bulls fan if you had a gun to my head, but you had to love watching those Magic teams. The blue jerseys, yeah. Like I, I the had the stripes, the silver, yeah. black, the little. I had the blue they penny. Were cool. You had to have the number one penny jersey. Absolutely, absolutely. And then a little penny came along. Tyra Banks and then, came along. Yeah, Chris Rock and then Chris Rock, Rock like, and then there we go. It was this whole and it was other like thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Great, great time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> but here we are 25 yeah. years later, right? <laughs> no, wow. he, was, he was the, the long-range sharpshooter for the Magic. He played for the Kings and Grizzlies. Played 13 years in the league. Average almost 15 a game. I mean, that's that's a heck of a solid statistic. <laughs> Good basketball player. He's actually currently a hoops ambassador for the Magic and does analyst work on television okay. for the yeah. team. Yeah. Um, caught up with him to talk about his rookie cards, his amazing collection of game use sneakers, and playing in what I offered out to him as the golden era of basketball, which he tended to agree with me on. Really? Yeah. 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 They seem to do that. Yeah. They, yeah. they, wow. So yeah. yeah, listen, listen to the interview. It's coming up right now. Listen to Nick Anderson. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Hey, like I said beforehand, thank you so much for, for the quick response. I was, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I kind of. I kind of browse around, and you know, I, I, I get a few calls, uh, uh, messages here and there from guys like yourself. And you know, if I had the time, I don't mind uh, 
chatting and having some good conversation. No, truly, truly appreciate it. So, uh, as a high-level athlete, you were Mr. Illinois basketball. Literally, you were Mr. Illinois with all you accomplished. Um, so I'm sure you've signed your name you know, countless times over the years in high school, college, and, of course, in the NBA. Do you remember the very first time you were asked for your autograph, though? Wow. You, 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 you dating age, too, there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it had to be my freshman year, I I can remember signing autographs my freshman year in high school uh, after a couple of high school games, even in uh, summer tournaments when some some guys got a chance to see me play. And uh, they asked me, would I mind uh, signing autographs? I was like, why not? You know, uh, <laughs> I really didn't think anything of it back then, but I, I did it. I did it. A whole bunch of times. Heck yeah! And like I said, you were you were you were the man from an early age. So I'm not surprised to hear you were signing in high school. <laughs> 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 so uh, that, that kind of on the similar topic, what is the most memorable fan interaction you had, whether it be in high school or college or during your NBA career, maybe even after your career was over? Is, is there a memorable like fan story that that you can think of off the top of your head? Well, there's there's several ones, especially in my in my NBA career. Um, you know, early early in my career, especially when we had. The- a dominant young team uh, here in Orlando yeah. with myself, Shaq, Penny Hardaway, Horace Grant, Dennis Scott. Uh, just, just the times that you can pull up uh, to the hotels uh, in different cities and you have numerous people standing out there trying to, to get things signed. And, uh, you know, I've always been the type of guy, you know, someone stand out in the cold just to get an autograph. At least you can take the time out and and and, and, and sign a few things. Yeah. It might not be many, but a few of them. So you know, I didn't I didn't mind doing that at the time. That's awesome, awesome stuff. So kind of along similar lines, you know, with with everyone being kind of, you know in-house with the pandemic and so much being shut down and people have been starving for for sports a lot of guys i talked to saw like a real uptick in in fan mail did you do you get and you know receive and, and sign fan mail on a regular basis oh yeah i still i i, I get it at my home address uh, yeah i i can't say that i sign all of it but you know there are some things that uh i may be sitting around and i open up and i i, I sit down and i sign some things and uh, put them back in an envelope and send them back off. Uh, I do do that. Uh, uh, like I said, if there's time for me to do it, I take the time out to, to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So your own cards, your your rookie cards appeared in 1990-91. You were in Fleer and Hoops and a number of products like that. Do you remember the first time you saw yourself on a trading card? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh you know, the, those trading cards back then, Upper Deck, uh, I forget some of the names of them, but, you know, even the comical uh, drawings of myself on basketball cards back then, um, kind of, you know, uh, I used to say, that don't look like me. <laughs> some yeah. of the drawings that, you know, you would come across, but, you know, very fascinated, you know, to, to see something like that back then uh how cards uh memorabilia uh has evolved into what it is today 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a whole different beast today. But going back to your cards, did you did you manage to hold on to any of your own cards or or anything like oh, that yeah. over the years? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I actually, uh, I tell you what, a fan did for me one time. Uh, all of my cards, they had it framed, put in a nice frame, and cut out. It's just a beautiful, beautiful framework, and. Uh, they passed it along to me several cards, and I still have it to this day. That's awesome. That that being said, do you, obviously, you know, you accomplished so much during your career. Had you know a decade plus long career. You know, you were like we said, you were a star for the Magic and beyond. Do you have a an office, a man cave, an area where you have any anything like that displayed from your career, whether it be your own stuff or or, or other guys' stuff? No, I don't have a man cave, but I, I do have several pictures of uh, myself. Uh, some of my favorite pictures that I, I have, I, I have a picture from 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 uh, the, the NBA Finals Garden. Uh, Clyde Drexler, I have a nice picture nice. of myself guarding uh, Michael Jordan the night that the, his jersey was stolen, and he wore number twelve. Yeah. I have that in the in a frame and i also have a in a frame of me guarding magic johnson so those are three of my favorites right there that is incredible Uh, i grew up like most guys my age i'm i'm 42 right now i grew up a bulls fan so michael was michael and the bulls were everything but to be completely honest the only the only team that even challenged you know my, my attention if you will were those magic teams you guys were on i mean they were such a such incredible teams, such incredible personalities you know penny was was huge back in the day can you can you share like a maybe a memorable story from your time with the magic when you guys were all together and it was rolling and i mean is there a memorable story or moment you that's top of mind that you think of when you think of of that era and that time well, that, that run that we made to the NBA Finals, you know, yeah. we were such a young team. Uh, nobody expected us to, to do the things that we done at, at such an early stage in our careers. Uh, yeah. Getting to the NBA Finals, uh, you know, playing Boston that first round, beating Boston in Boston. And and I can, I can say a lot of people don't know this, but I played the very last basketball game ever played in the Boston Garden mm. because we knocked we knocked the Celtics out of the playoffs the first round, and the next year they moved into their new facility. So oh, yeah. uh, that was a that's a memorable moment. And then the second round of the playoffs when MJ came back out of retirement, yeah, and, and, and beating them, and then the Pacers with uh, Reggie Miller, the Davis boys, Rick Smith, Coach <laughs> Mark Larry Jackson, Brown, yeah, Coach. <laughs> Yeah, Mark Jackson. So, uh, just a just a, a great basketball yeah. team to 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 beat to go on to the NBA Finals. Unfortunately, we lost to a very talented uh, Houston Rocket team: Elijah Wan, Drexler, Mario Alley, Sam Cassell, Robert Horry. Just such a talented ball club, and you know, I was just a, a, a I was just a big fan of their coach and Rudy Tomjanovich. I think. Yeah. I, just a class act. So, you know, uh, that that was a memorable moment that, that year in my career, something I will never forget. 
crazy. I mean, you just throwing those names out there. I mean, to me, that was like the golden era of, of basketball. I mean, there's never been anything like it and probably will never be anything quite like that era. I mean, can yeah. you even put into words what it meant to be a part of that history? Like the, the names, you know, the guys you played with, the guys you guarded. I mean, what what an incredible, yeah. like they say, what a time to be alive. But really, it was, <laughs> you know, time to be alive. <laughs> well, when you think about it, you know, you go on to the names of uh, guys that I guarded in that era, who and and, and was my mentor. You know, I, I, you know, I grew up under Isaiah Thomas in Chicago. Mm. I had to, I had to, I played against him growing up in Chicago. I got a chance to to guard him in in in, in, in my career. So that was that was special right there. But you know, all those Hall of Famers, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Clyde Drexler, Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller. Man. You know, I can go on down the line. So I, I, I could say that I had a great opportunity to play against some of the best ball players that ever played the game. No doubt about it. One of the one of the things that I mean, it always was a part of basketball culture, but what has become even a bigger part is like the sneaker culture. I mean, how were how yeah. into sneakers and kicks were you back in the day? Did you? I mean, you were around for the penny, penny foam posits, were some of my favorites of all time. But did you guys like were, were sneakers and kicks that big of a deal back then? Did you, did you hold on to some of your own stuff or other guys' stuff like that? Well, uh, I didn't. I didn't collect shoes like they collect them today, and, and hold on to them. But I, I have some special shoes that were given to me by MJ, and I have pair of shoes, and like wow. I said, penny phone posits and stuff like that. But the way that they collect shoes and and how 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 valuable they are today is it's just amazing to see. If you have a pair of shoes and uh, you hold on to them, they can they can become a fortune for you. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. And something else that's kind of a, a big thing now in in all sports is the jersey swap. I mean, was, was that a, as big a deal for you guys? And and a follow up to that, if you could have swapped jerseys with anybody that that maybe you didn't, who would you like to go back in time and, and swap jerseys with? Oh, I can I can name a few. Could you imagine? <laughs> If I could have swapped jerseys with Magic Johnson, <laughs> Michael Jordan, <laughs> yeah. you know, Shaq didn't even give his jerseys away. Uh, could you imagine swapping jerseys with all those guys and, Crazy. and yeah. having them today and, and then getting them signed and, and things like that? <laughs> like I said, you 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 holding on to a, a gold mine. <laughs> I, I see these guys, uh, James Harden. Uh, uh, Giannis and, and you know all these guys they swap jerseys and, and you know that that's a that's a fortune laid on down the road if you can really stop and think about it. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So you mentioned Isaiah there a minute ago. As you were as you were coming up as a kid, was he the guy that you looked to? Was there a different inspiration for you as far as basketball is concerned, or was Isaiah the guy? Well, well, it was Isaiah. It was a, it was a, a handful of guys that you know I grew up under in Chicago. Isaiah was one of them. Doc Rivers, Maurice Cheeks, yeah. Mark Aguirre, Terry Commons. <laughs> you know those was, those was all Chicago guys that I had the opportunity to to play up under and play against the, growing up in Chicago. So those group of guys, uh, you know, they class acts. They were class acts back then. And it's still today, uh, and I have much respect for him. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, with all that being said, are there guys that you watch today that, that you're somewhat of a fan of, or who who you you know, kind of respect their work, if you will? Are there a couple guys uh, guys no playing question. now that you like? No question. I have the utmost respect for. I'm a, I'm a big LeBron James fan. Uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. You know, I like shooters and Clay Thompson. You know, Giannis. You know. I think about how the young man said that he wanted to be one of the best in this league when when he came in to this league. He was just a skinny little kid. Yeah. And, and, and how he's worked on his game, worked on his body, and you see what he's uh, giving everybody today. So those guys I respect. There's a lot of guys in this league that I respect uh, for their body of work and how they approach the game and, and, and what they mean to the game. Yeah, and I have to ask you, who who do you see yourself most in in today's game? Is there a guy that stands out and you're like, hey, he reminds me a little bit of someone I know? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, because I like to post up. I don't see many guys post up like I did. You know, I post up guys 6'10", 5'10". <laughs> But shooters, uh, you know, like I said, I like shooters, and I'm a big fan of uh, Devin Booker. I, I like I like the way he, yeah. guys like that come off screens. Clay Thompson, uh, who move without the ball. They say the most dangerous man on the floor is the guy that moves without the ball, mm-hmm. and and I can I can witness that. And that Reggie Miller, a guy that ran through five thousand screens during a game, so. You know, I, I respect guys like that, that that like to move without the ball, that can uh, get themselves open and then create shots for themselves and other other players. So I respect guys like that. So that was the our fun interview with Nick Anderson. Like he mentioned there, just a crazy collection of game-used sneakers. Uh, the GOAT, Jordan, gifted him sneakers. Shaq gave him sneakers. Of course, they were teammates Shoot. for a long time. He Jeez. has Penny's foam posits. <laughs> That to me, the foam posits are just a tiny tick below the Air Jordan brand. Like I, those foam posits were well, were really spectacular. Yeah, that's a whole (laughs) podcast altogether about that tick below. And I and I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wow. They're right there, and to for him to say like he doesn't have a ton of memorabilia. He saved jerseys, which obviously is equally cool. But he has photos in, of, in his house. Not necessarily autographed or anything crazy. He has a photo, photo of himself guarding Clyde Drexler in the finals. He has a photo of himself and Magic in a game guarding each other, of course. Wow. And he has a photo of him guarding Michael Jordan in the, the infamous Jordan number 12 jersey game. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. Jordan's jersey was stolen prior to a game with the Magic, and he had to wear a generic number 12 jersey. It was a one-game, one-off, one crazy night. Jordan played against the Orlando Magic wearing a 12 jersey, and Nick Anderson guarded him that game and has a picture of that. So how spectacular is that? I had no idea. Yeah. yeah. There's even another interesting small fact. Is there a card that has... Sam Vincent's 1990-91 hoops card. He's landed in, and Jordan's kind of like 
a couple steps in the background, you can see it. Blam, Jordan, tw- you know, Bulls twelve. <laughs> What's that worth? Not that much. It's just the it's just the novelty factor of it. But yeah, it made it made it to cardboard. It's on a card. Wow. And that that kind of blew up a few years back when people realized kind of yeah. what the heck was going on. Okay. You know? Did you ever hear the 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 Menendez brother story? No. Mark Jackson's 91-92 hoops card. They were playing at the Garden. He played for the Knicks at the time. And it's just a just a standard card. He's like, you know, b- throwing a bounce pass or something. In the background, the Menendez brothers sitting courtside, and it was right after they killed their parents. And they confirmed it in an interview. There was a card, Mark Jackson's hoops card, and it has the Menendez brothers sitting courtside. Right after the murder. Like within a... a Day a day or something crazy. They went to a next spooky, game. weird, diabolical thing. Holy! How ridiculous! God, yeah. And that card actually was a nickel, and it went. This was going for ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty dollars for a little while. It came back down now once the the novelty wore off. But yeah, the, the Menendez brothers are <laughs> no. on a hoops card. How crazy is that? Do you have one of those? Yeah, I bought one. You do. You just have one. Of course, just, you have one. Just for the, it's a, worth a nickel, but you know, just it's worth a nickel. Why? Yeah. It's so many reproduced. Yeah, like, I mean, there's trillions oh. of that card out there. But people were digging through old boxes and selling them for five, ten, fifteen, twenty bucks for a while. And you, I might have one. You probably do. Like the major, like the major resellers on eBay, guys. That, you know, sell hundreds yeah. of thousands of cards. They made a lot of money a digging fortune. through boxes, finding that card that was a penny, and now they're selling for twenty, thirty, fifty dollars a piece. Like it, well, it was selling mi- for a, little a while. million of those penny cards. Yeah, yeah, honestly, right. And another like weird, weird story like that. Um, recently, it's within the last few years. Wow. You know, Drake's always courtside at the Raptors games. Yeah, someone found him on a card by chance, so that card blew up. So. Otherwise, it's, again, just a common card. So now we're not player. looking so much as the athlete. <laughs> it's like, what's We're in the, in the background. background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's gone that far now. Yeah. Wow. So there's cool little stories like that out there. You know, you don't hear about all the time. Or if you're okay. not into it that all deep, right. you, don't, you don't hear. We got through episode 20. So yeah, now 20. what? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. Well, in a couple of months when we get together yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, we'll be, it was a we'll lot of fun. We'll be back in a few months. All right. No worries. Fair. Fair enough. Deal. 